Warning, Me Time and Murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, here Dancing it goes. around him, reciting <laughs> poetry. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh my God. That's crazy. No. Why? <laughs> oh, well, big surprise. Oh, God. <laughs> Dead on the bathroom floor. Did <gasps> it? It's okay. Oh. <laughs> Gosh, we haven't recorded in so long. I forgot. So long, I know. Mine's at sixty-six. That's good enough. Mine's at sixty-seven. Okay. It loves sixty-seven. Okay, that's fine. You're always like whispering anyway. Fuck's sake. Am I? And I have to make it louder. I'm quite a soft-spoken person. Sixty-five. Well, when I want to be. Tres, what are you drinking today? I'm drinking a Pucka Chimeric Active. We got a brand new box, baby. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. They were on offer in Holland Bar. It's two for five. So I got the turmeric active and the three ginger. Three ginger. Nice. You know, the one with like all the ginger, whatever that one's called. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sweet. What are you drinking, Mariam? I am drinking Marks and Spencer's blackcurrant tea. Um, I made it earlier and then I added it to some ice. Mm, so it's a blackcurrant iced tea. Sort of like Ribena, I suppose. Yeah. Do you remember when they came out with their Ribena light? That made me so happy. What? I don't remember that. It, Wasn't it blue? It has like a little blue stripe on it. It's kind of subtle, I think. Oh. But yeah, I always remember. Does it still exist? Hmm? Does it still exist? It does, yeah. I think I got it recently. Like, I just remember for years thinking... Like, I love Ribena, but why is, like, all the sugar, you know? And then they came out with that version. I think it still exists. Do you remember back home, they took out the Ribena Sparkle? Like, the fizzy Ribena? Right, and it didn't take off. It is, like, everywhere over here. Oh, why didn't it take off? That sounds Because it's fucking gross. Is it? No, it's awful. It's absolutely awful, yeah. Right. Yeah. Sounds like it would be so popular. I I love Ribena. I do like I like how thick it is. Oh, I like yeah, that me thick too. sugary syrupness. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I used to get it all I the time in Clark's. That's right. I don't know why. All the time. So refreshing. It was like ice cold from Marks and Spencer's. And what about your me time? I am doing a little inky list Kaelin clay mask today. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It's super cheap. That's one of the reasons I bought it. You can't really go wrong with their stuff. You know, just try it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do really like it. I don't put it everywhere. Just put it on the T zone because I think it'd be too drying mm-hmm. elsewhere. But I've been enjoying mm-hmm. it. What about you? What are you? I have got Mayu Nike Intense Care Tea Tree Mask. Mm. It is Korean for acne treatment, and everything's in Korean. But it's a sheet mask and it's Korean, so I think it'll be good. Oh, nice. Okay, so today I'm going to tell you a story about a kidnapping. Oh, my God. I'm so nervous. Okay. Okay. <gasps> On the 8th of February, 1983, at around 8.30pm, a mysterious and brutal kidnapping took place. Three men, all armed and wearing balaclavas, entered the Ballymoney house of Jim, Fitz, Jim Fitzgerald. Ballymoney? Bally, Bally, Ballymoney. Where is that? Ballymoney? Where is Bally that? Ballymoney. I don't know. Ireland? Should I look it up? 
It's in oh, it's in Ireland, Bally. Do places in England have places called no, Bally? No, it sounded Irish to me, all right. But I just I was Bally Money. I know it's not a place in Northern Ireland. Is it Bally it have the word Money in it? No, no. Bally Money is Man. in Kildare. Right. Okay. Bally So it's not Bally Money. Okay. Bally Money. Bally Money. Bally Money. <laughs> <laughs> I sounded like. What was that guy? What was that guy that we used to watch? Who? And he does all the accents. Face jacker. Yeah, the phone jacker. Yeah. Where did he is go? Prime, maybe prime he's not. He's maybe not that PC anymore. Maybe he's been cancelled. Yeah. Right. If you Cancel think about culture. it. Well, yeah. maybe he did it just before. <laughs> he that just got in there. Cool. Right. He yeah. just got in there. Yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. That was good stuff. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, okay. He was funny. Get back to okay. okay so, okay, so we're in Bally Manny. The three masked men were calm, minus one aggressive dude with a gun. Okay. So they ushered Jim's family of six into a room and locked the door. Then one of them turned to Jim and said, "We have came here for Sheergar. We want two million pounds for him." Sheer Khan at gun. <laughs> so is jim the father of this family yes okay at gunpoint jim was then led outside where there were more masked men and he was taken to sheergar's stable stable when you're taken to stables it's never good i've watched irish movies stables are never good why why, that's where like executions happen happen and stuff sheergar's stable sheergar's a racehorse sheergar's a racehorse yeah Is is this a famous racehorse or Apparently. (laughs) I know absolutely nothing about racing other than I've lost a tiny bit of money on it sometimes. Did you gamble in the races? Uh, There was like a yearly race that I should know the name of that we all used to put like a couple of pound Mm. into. And I would Mm. never get it back, but that's only a couple of pound. That's all I know about racing. That's the start and that's the finish and that's it. Yeah, we have over here in Wanch, Wanch, not that you know where Wanchai is, but there's like the Wanchai races everybody goes to and you bet on the horses and it's not fun unless you bet yeah unless even you just a couple of pounds like yeah oh it's so exciting and everybody gets like pictures of beer and everybody's just like eating and drinking and like screaming at their horses it's really good fun <laughs> yeah i've never actually been to a race oh have you not no, no i've only ever just oh. like put a bet and find out like we were like right up at the front oh wow no i've never gonna where the like horses that. run by yeah, yeah. it's good fun. Um, anyway, so Sheergar is a racehorse, a very valuable racehorse. Jim was told to lead Sheergar into the horse box the masked men had brought. Wait, does Jim own Sheergar and these guys are stealing his horse? Kind of. Dude. Yeah. I know. It's messed up. Jim was told to lead Sheergar into the horse box the masked men had brought with them. Jim, of course, did what he was told. He was at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. And he led Sheergar the young thoroughbred with a brown coat, a white blaze, and four white socks into the horse box. Aww. Doesn't he sound like a cutie? He does. He sounds pretty, yeah. The horse box was driven away. Poor Jim was then told, get into the back of this van and lie face down. And then men put a coat over his head. Okay. The men drove Jim in the back of the van around for about four hours. The masked men told Jim that if he contacted the police, they knew where he lived and they would kill his family. Jim was obviously very disorientated and under a lot of stress, but he estimated that there were somewhere between six and nine masked men pulling off this kidnapping. Wow, that's a they, lot. 
Why did they drive him about for four hours? So they, I think so they, so he doesn't know where they're going. Yeah. And to kill time so the Shirgar can be driven away. And meanwhile, his family are being held in a room by gunpoint also probably? or I think they've left. I think the people in the house have left. But then they could call the authorities. I suppose so, yes. The masked men then released Jim in a small town 20 miles from Balamani and told him to await further instructions. They would contact him. The men told him that they would identify themselves by using the code word King Neptune. Okay. <laughs> that is the nerdiest thing ever. <laughs> Jim walked into the village and was able to get his hands on a phone and called his brother to come pick him up. So why did these men feel like they needed to steal this horse? Okay, so Shirgar was a bred champion. Do you want to guess how much he was worth? Oh, oh, this is not oh. my area. I know. I had no idea horses were worth so much. I know they can. Yeah, like I know they can be. Um, and this is really gross, but I know that like the semen of a horse can be sold for oh. like a lot of money. What? How do you know that? I just know that. I've just heard that like it can be really expensive when it comes from like a thoroughbred and like people sell it and all this stuff. Um, oh, God. Would it be like... 50 grand? I don't know. 15 million USD. Sorry, sorry. I was going to go 100 grand and then I was like, 100 grand's too much, Trez. Let's say 50. <laughs> 15 million? Million. Million. 15 million USD. That blows USD. my mind. Yes. And see, this horse is in some stable in Ballymanny. And it's worth 15 grand. And I feel like if you'd something that valuable, would you not have a bit better security? Uh, it, it doesn't look like... Yeah, it looks like it was very easy to get this horse. It kind of sounds like it. Yeah. Okay. It's mental. So Shirgar, worth 15 million USD, was born on the 3rd of March, 1978, at Shashun Stud Farm in County Kildare. The private stud of... The Aga Khan, the fourth. I don't know what that means, but that's his name. The Aga Khan and the fourth. I think he's like the head of something. Wait, anyway. wait, 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 wait. Go back, say that, say all that again. So the horse, <clears throat> the horse was born in a stud farm. Like he was bred yes. from other, yeah. And he's owned by this like super wealthy guy called the Aga Khan, the fourth. Okay. I think he's like a leader of something. Okay. Okay. Now, this is going to get weird for anyone who doesn't know anything about horses or horse racing. Uh, apparently, it's like a whole thing, like they're like celebrities or something. Shirgar was sired. Do you know what sired means? Like raised or? Sired, like his daddy. Okay. Shirgar was sired, or his daddy was a British stallion named the Great Nephew. Okay. This stallion's wins included the Prix de Moulin and the Prix d'Alaire in France in 1967. While Shirgar's mm. dame, or his mommy, mm -hmm. was Charmaine, a seventh generation descendant of Mutz, Mumtaz Mahal. These a horse that. Names, <laughs> I know! They're horses, people. <gasps> oh my god. I just the, remembered how yeah. I knew about the semen. It was on How'd a show, it was like semen? a quiz, and it was like. 
what liquid is worth the most per milliliter or something oh god you're gonna make me throw up sorry but that's how i just (laughs) remembered it's like the most valuable like liquid in the world or something anyway sorry there you go there you go i love that's the the only thing i know about horses this is blowing my mind though all the names and like yeah right wow so sheer gar's mum mummy was a horse described by the National Sporting Library as one of the most important broodmares of the 20th century. Oh, wow. So in 1978, the Aga Khan philanthropist and horse owner announced he would send some of his foals for training in England. For a trainer, he chose Michael Stout, a trainer with many wins under his belt. So not only is Shirgar well-bred, mm-hmm. but he's also, like, well-trained. Mm-hmm. According to Stout, Sheargart was easy to break and had a good temperament temperament, and responded very well to training. He was gentle, calm, and kind, and he had a very distinctive racing style. Sheargart would run with his tongue hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> so, basically, this horse is worth a lot of money in racing and in breeding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There were even shareholders invested in Shergar. Mental. Do you ever hear yeah. about celebrities like insuring their legs and stuff like that? Okay. Is that real? It kind of reminds me of that. I don't know, but it's, it's something I've just heard. And it's like, what? <laughs> kind of crazy. Isn't that just life insurance or health insurance? I don't, I don't, I don't want it. Leg insurance? I don't know. Leg insurance. What's that noise? <laughs> that was Dan coming in to show me a little polo shirt he got. It's purple. Oh. Talking about horses. <laughs> what? <laughs> he went to Dunn's. Oh, it's from Dunn's? He's all chuffed with a sweet polo shirt from Dunn's. These, this is our life now. Getting a polo shirt in Dunn's is like the height <laughs> of excitement now. Like he, He's buzzing. I've not seen him smiling like that in so long buzzing oh <laughs> you used to go to india <laughs> I know, right? how much do you think a stud fee is oh lord okay well i was way off with the 50 so i'm gonna go high. <laughs> i'm gonna go 250 no i've gone low what have i done what, what is it 250 what thousand yeah pounds yeah it is up to 120 thousand okay dollars so then I yeah. went too high. Anyway, back to the kidnapping. So, the f- is it okay to call it a kidnapping if Horse it's not a person? Napping? Horse napping? You see, I've always found it odd that even kidnapping is still kidnapping even when it's an adult. Or is it abduction right. when it's an adult? I don't know. Abduct- what is it when uh, it's an animal? I don't know. Maybe does kidnapping have to have a ransom? I don't know. <gasps> does this have a ransom? Yes. I looked up horse napping and it came up seven ways to stop your horse from napping. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't fun riding a horse with a tendency to nap, suddenly stopping and refusing to go forward. It's like a dog when they don't want to walk because they're too tired. It's like Molly. You can't really pick up a horse. Like, Come on. Okay. Anyway, to the horse napping. Okay. <laughs> the first ransom phone call from the Faves was on the same night the Shear got sheer gar was stolen in fact jim still hadn't made it back to Ballymanny by that time and had not had the chance to even tell anyone the news of the theft to anyone 
So the call was to a horse trainer based in Northern Ireland. The kidnappers informed, I'm just going to call them kidnappers because that's what I've wrote down. Mm-hmm. That was all the article said. Yeah. I don't mean to be rude. The kidnappers informed the trainer they wanted two million pounds and that and that the negotiations were only going to be communi- communicated with through three British horse racing journalists, Derek Thompson, John Oxey of ITV and Peter Campline of The Sun. So, so all three or pick one or? All three. What? Why do all three have to get involved? I don't know. I oh. think it was like they were sending things to the TV, mm. to like the news stations. It seems like it was like really dramatic. Yeah. Like it like captured people's attention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the journalists were told that that they had to be at the Europa Hotel in central Belfast by Thursday evening. Go on, Europa. What year is this? Yay! 70. 82. Oh, we're in the 82. Okay. Yeah. I know. Trying to work out has has it been bombed? How many times had it been bombed by that point? I think maybe it survived. (laughs) The eighties. I don't. I'm not sure the years of the bombings, but <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. it's just so sad that that's all you think of when you hear your robot. Well, I think of You're work right. because I did a lot of work for them, but I think most oh, yeah. people just I think, think bombs. Of, <laughs> I think bombs as well. I think like afternoon tea. No, Trez. The first thing you said was, "Well, how many bombs?" I know, I know, I know, I know, I <laughs> know. But I no, it's because we're back in time. And it's everybody thinks bombs when they think Europa. I know, poor Europa. I get knocked down. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, okay, back to Jim. When Jim arrived in Ballymanny, he rang his manager, Gislaine, to inform him of the kidnapping. Jim asked Gislaine not to call the police because of the threats that had been made. Like, he was very scared of these men were armed like mm-hmm. there was a lot of them so Gislaine attempted to reach the Aga Khan who was in Switzerland to tell him of what had happened to his horse Gislaine mm. also rang Shiagar's vet who was also a shareholder in the horse the vet then contacted a retired Irish army captain thinking that the army captain can help mm-hmm. the army captain then contacted a friend who was serving in the minister of finance who suggested speaking to the Minister of Justice. Wow. Then the Minister of Justice told Gislaine to call the police. <laughs> this is, wow. Wow. Right? That was worth it. Right? It's just like, you should just call the police in the first place. God damn it. Also, every time you talk about Gislaine, I just think of Gislaine Maxwell. Me too. Oh, that's all I can think of. Sorry. Yeah. It's an awful bitch. name. Isn't it? Sorry to anyone who's called Gislaine, which I don't think there's many of you, but not a great name. Change your name. (laughs) (laughs) It's been ruined. It's tainted. It's tainted, but I'm not sure it was great to begin with. It's got the word jizz in it, guys. Jizz. Yeah, that's the theme of this episode. Jizz episode. (laughs) Anyway, where where were we? We were... So so call the police. Call the police. Crime 101. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. So it was like eight hours after Shirgar had been stolen that the police were contacted. Fuck sake. That's ridiculous. Isn't it? So any possible trail has gone (sighs) cold. Okay. So the police were eight eight hours behind the kidnapping. 
and the kidnappers had actually chosen the day before Ireland's big geoff or geoff racehorse sale. Oh. So there's a big thing going on with the racehorses are being sold and bought. Okay. And they've chose the day before. So they're traveling with Sheergar. He's just got a brown coat and like white socks. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought the brown coat and the white socks was like his markings. Yeah, that's his marking. Too. Okay, okay, sorry. I thought you were He's not lit- wearing fucking for a socks. Minute, for a minute, I thought you were being literal, whereas <laughs> I had thought that was his markings. It is his markings. Okay. It is his markings. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I hope they're taking care of him. So the police were like looking, but like, how do you distinguish, like, if it's not your horse, how gotcha. can. Yeah. How can you tell a brown horse from another brown horse? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, we're looking for a brown horse. Yeah. Okay. Would you not microchip an animal like this? I mean, people microchip their dogs, or do people do that anymore, or is that cruel? I don't know. Is microchipping still I think people do microchip their dogs. I think it's dogs. a thing, Some right? dogs are expensive. Yeah, so, like, why is this yeah. bloody horse not microchipped? It was the 80s, though. I don't Ugh. think that technology existed. Uh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> right, fair enough, fair enough. Come on, Jizzlane, Jesus Christ. Come on, invent the microchip, people. The 80s, come on. <laughs> <laughs> the hunt for Sheergar created a huge media storm everyone in the UK and Ireland were hell bent on getting him back mm-hmm. get the horse back yeah. the Dublin police even offered over $150,000 reward for his return mm, Nice. Sheergar's owner the Aga Khan was not willing to pay the £2 million ransom hmm for quite a few reasons. Okay. What's the reason? So, see, 35 other people owned Sheergar. Like, mm. it wasn't just him. He was... Got, like, stakeholders or whatnot. Yes. And the Aga Khan could not get in touch with them. And so it was against the contract for him to negotiate, like, their money. Yeah. On, Who makes like, the decision? Yeah, on their behalf. Well, they not all get on, on their board and vote or... No, they couldn't they couldn't get in touch with them. This is like the next day. Okay. He can't say, Oh yeah, they'll pay so much money. I know. You know? Um, Did the kidnappers also, not think about that? Think about how many people how many shareholders and how invested people were and you couldn't just you know, make it, it would never have occurred to me that a it wouldn't have occurred to me but I'd say, people. I'd say the people mm. that are stealing the horse would have known stuff like that. Because yeah, people, there are people who know a lot about racing, especially like people and men in Ireland are really into it. Mm. I don't know. Anyway. Also, there is the problem of do you believe the kidnappers? Like, do you believe if you pay the ransom? I know. That they'll give you the horse back? They might just ask for more. Yeah. It is possible they'll ask for more. They still have the horse. They still have the upper hand. Yeah. And you could give them money and they could just kill the horse because it's like if they give you the horse that like leads them more open to being found out Mm -hmm. so there's no guarantee that actually paying the ransom will actually work out yeah it's a problem with ransoms Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then there is also the fact that this horse being stolen was unprecedented unprecedented oh like it really had never it had never happened before Okay. So if they pay the ransom for a horse, that 
puts all the other horses of high value at future risk. Okay. It's like, so if they pay for sheer gar, they pay two million, they're like, then other people are like, hey, people are going to pay. All I have to do yeah. is steal a horse and mm-hmm. I'll get two million. Mm-hmm. You can't set that precedent mm-hmm. of being swindled mm-hmm. and terrorized. I don't yeah. Know what the word yeah. Is. So instead of paying the ransom, the plan was to sort of bullshit and haggle with the kidnappers, keep them on the phone, and try to trace the call. I love when they trace calls on shows. Gets me so excited. I know, on the TV. It's like there's so much like limited time. I know, to do right? It. And they never, they never get it the first time. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Did they get it the first time? No. Okay. The kidnappers had agreed to negotiate with Derek Thompson. Thompson said the scene that greeted him in Belfast was unreal. It was like being a TV star. There were cameras everywhere. About a hundred cameramen and journalists were outside the Europa as he and the and the co-negotiators arrived. So the police tried to... So they're on the phone Mm -hmm. and the kidnappers are talking to Derek Thompson. So the police try to trace the call. Derek, he tries to keep the kidnappers on the phone for as long as possible, but the kidnappers were not having any of it. Mm-hmm. And after 80 seconds, the caller hung up and the call oh, could not be traced. 80 seconds. 80 seconds. I think it has to be over, it has to be 90 seconds Is that or right? something. Okay. Okay. Mm. So I think they could see what was happening they and they hung up. Mm-hmm. Mm. But later that night, at about 1 30 a.m., the kidnappers called again. This time, Thompson was able to keep them on the phone for 90 seconds. It was enough time to trace the call. He was super thrilled they can get the horse back, but no. The call tracer guy had went home. What? Yeah. The guy who was in charge of tracing the calls left. But wait, he traced it and then he left? He didn't trace it. He didn't trace it. He wasn't there to trace it. What? What? (laughs) He had to go home for yeah. his tea. What? Yeah, he went home. Well, but it was sorry, like who a, was... It was like 1am. Yeah, but who is watching him? He has a handler as well. He has a boss. He ha- Like, who... I don't know. What really sloppy up, work. Right? right? That's ridiculous. Very sloppy. Very sl- I mean, like... And there's a lot I'm of like, eyes on them, on this case. That's what I was about to say. A lot of people are watching, like, the UK and Ireland are Dude. like... Come on, find the horse. Oh, no. That's embarrassing. Yeah. The other thing I was going to say, though, is just just because you trace a call doesn't mean necessarily mean that the horse is there. If you were smart enough as the kidnapper, mm-hmm. you would call from a different location. Uh-huh. Is the other thing. But anyway. <sighs> a few hours later, after the blunder, at 7 a.m. the next day, the kidnappers called again. They said that something had gone wrong. <gasps> Shirgar was dead. Are you... No, Mariam, no. Yes. This is not the outcome I wanted. I thought we were going to have a really happy ending. No, girl, this is me time and murder. No. (laughs) I don't want the horse to die. The horse died. What a bloody waste. People are so greedy and money and racing. And at the end of the day, there's an animal that's had a life to Mm -hmm. live. I was so sad. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm so angry. So what the, 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 do we forget to know what happened? Sort of. So there are several ideas pertaining to what happened to Shirgar, 
One idea is that the horse had some kind of accident and went into like a panic, oh. and the men killed him because they didn't know how to handle, you know, like a crazy horse. Oh. So they like killed him. Also, we're going to go into the IRA. You see, at the very beginning of the story, when you were talking about mm. nine, six to nine men, Barry Clavis, I was thinking yeah. IRA. IRA. I was. I was immediately yeah. there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, of course, once we see a Ballyclava, yeah. IRA. So the IRA has never officially claimed responsibility for stealing, stealing the horse. But a former IRA member shared his side of the story. And according to him... A senior IRA leader, Kevin Malin, is thought to be the man behind the plan. Malin is a convicted killer from County Tyrone. He eventually became an IRA legend after Malin shot his way out of one prison and then from another prison he w- <laughs> and from another prison he was lifted by a helicopter. <laughs> this guy doesn't sound real. What? Right? So a, a, a helicopter came. He's like an action hero like, in a movie. Like, what is this? What? <laughs> oh my he god! He sounds like it's like Mission like Impossible or something. What? Prison break. He's a kickless nage. He's a kickless nage. Oh my god! <laughs> Mental. But so, we don't like him. No, we don't like him. No. So, um, the former IRA member said he said what happened in the stables they said that it was two handlers one was clutching a machine gun and they went into the remote stable where the horse was being held and just opened fire according to the ira member sheergar was machine gun to death apparently the horse didn't die right away and that there was so much blood that the horse even slipped and fell no no you're killing me no no you're killing me and it was several minutes before sheergar bled to death no 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 why would they machine gun what but what i don't understand why they would do that Uh, again is it back to the horse was going crazy type of thing or like they're just just lock it in a steel and just walk away and eventually it'll calm down what's wrong with these people maybe they didn't want attention Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Why aren't they out in some rural... uh, Maybe they were. I don't know. What a mess. Sheergar was only five years old. Oh, no! He's only a little baby. Oh, he's only a baby. Humans are like the most evil creatures ever. (laughs) No, really? We are. No, you're right. It is widely believed that the kidnappers buried him in a bog while some people speculate that they dumped him in the sea. Oh, both mm. aren't good. Oh, I know. Sheergar's body has never been found. <gasps> and the case remains unsolved. Oh, no, you fucking, no, don't do this to me. Don't do this to me. <laughs> That's it. So it yeah. might have been the IRA, but we'll never Might have really... been. And this yeah, guy from the... Been. County Tyrone from the prison is he still alive or do you know or Kevin Mallon I don't know Kevin Mallon he 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 wasn't involved but he says he thinks he knows who was involved is that what it was or no so a former IRA member said that Kevin 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 Mallon orchestrated the whole thing oh someone said that Kevin no. yeah yeah right Jakers. 
It could have been them. I mean, they want money for their guns, don't they? So, yeah. It's actually, I hate to say it, it is actually a good idea. Like, no one had had that idea before. It is. It's a good, it is kind of a good idea because you're not really hurting any people. Yeah, but they just Mm -hmm. bungled it. Is that the word I'm looking for? You know? Like, yeah. It should have been clean because it's not a person. Yeah. If you take a horse away and you treat it well, you might spook it a little bit, but at the end of the day, it'd be grand. Uh, go back to normal. Whereas, like, why did they just. They fucked it? Yeah. Oh. Poor Shirgar. Poor Shirgar. Oh my God. I've never heard of that. I'm sure it was very big at the time. Our parents would probably know about it. I bet they do. Mm-hmm. I didn't even think to say it to them when I was I'd talking. say they would. And um, they're not into racing and things like that, but I'd say it was on the TV and. Wait, would they have been living in Belfast at that time? Possible. Eighty-two. I think they might have been. They might have been in Belfast. I think they might have oh been. Oh my god! I know. Wow. I thought I could have a new saying to end. Go for where it. I give advice at the end. Go for it. Don't steal a horse. Don't kill a horse. Don't kill. Okay. Don't. Don't. Look, a gift horse in the mouth. Oh. Oh. Dropping some knowledge. <laughs> that is such an old saying, though. Uh, See you on the next one, guys. Slanawalia. Bye-bye. <laughs> Sound like you're talking to your classroom with children. Bye-bye. That is what I say. I'm like... <laughs> Me Time and Murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page.